With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, God, that sucked. <laughs> Yes. I'm shocked that you were sick because I know you've always led such a, a clean and untouched <laughs> Thank you, doctor. <laughs> so I, I, uh, you know, maybe a little debauchery is what you really need. There you go. I do. So, but you have to, you have to let me know about that. Um, a, a, a more serious note, a, a, a great, great tragedy for us. Um, it, it, it shows that... Uh, you know, terrorism sadly is is alive and well in this country. Yep. Uh, we we do not have our hands around it. Totally, we've got an incredible um, group of people in law enforcement and intelligence that are really, I, I'm sure, busting their butts. And one of the, the the real worries I have, James, is it's pretty clear after listening to the. FBI director, uh, James Comey, who's a very good man, that we do not in this country have the resources to really follow up uh, well all of the leads we're beginning to generate. For example, uh, Comey talked about that the FBI needs, on any 24-hour basis, 12 people to surveil one suspect. Now, if you multiply that by even, let's say, 50 or 100, you know, you you begin literally to overwhelm the Bureau's resources. What I I do not understand is the following. In the U.K., in Great Britain, they, uh, a couple months ago, said that they are going to put the resources into hiring 1,900 new people for their law enforcement and intelligence work. And that's in response to terrorism. Now, what I don't see coming out of either the White House or the U.S. Congress is anything comparable for our country. There's a lot of different ways to respond to terrorism, and I, I understand that. I get it. But what, what we're not talking about are putting the financial resources, and this will take time, to build a, uh, the assets and the capability to really track and monitor those people we think we suspect. And it's crazy that we're not doing that, and I think that's one of many failings, uh, particularly of this White House and its lack of leadership on terrorism. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. Dr. Jack Caravelli joins us 13 minutes after the hour. And uh, talking about terrorism, talking about the, the ways that we uh, should be dealing with terrorism, what, what did you think of uh, the president's speech the other night? Well, uh, James, number one, I wanted to add that, you know, my, my deepest condolences and prayers to all of the victims and, of course, their families in San Bernardino. We are joined, you know, all of America and just in heartfelt sorrow for that. Uh, on the president's speech, look, I mean, he, he offered soothing words 
but he offered no fire in the belly, and he offered no change in the policies that I would argue, and I think many join me in this, uh, that I would argue are timid and just wholly inadequate for the job. Look, it is, this is the group he called the JV. It's nonsense. This is a, a serious spreading group, almost like a cancer, uh, that we need to take on. The One of the things I find most frustrating and disappointing is that if, the, if America really wanted to apply its military resources, even through the air, to destroy these guys, or at least put a real dent in their operational capability, that would also would affect their ability to recruit people. Uh, you know, we just haven't done it. You know, we are we are fighting a war that they have declared on us with with one hand tied behind our back. And you know, the the, the thing that is most dangerous is because Obama has been weak. He has given ISIS time and space, and in the time and space he's given them, James, they've been able to dig deeper roots in the Middle East, in Syria and Iraq, and that in turn has allowed them uh, to really do almost global recruiting. So, you know, there are consequences to our, uh, our weakness and our, you know, our unwillingness to, to really treat this as what they see it to be, a war against us. And until we do that, you know, we're going to put other communities like San Bernardino uh, at risk in the future. We've got Dr. Jack Caravella joining us live today here in our broadcast, talking a little bit about the San Bernardino shooting and some of the other things going on. Uh, that stat that you brought up earlier about the FBI, that is amazing. Um, yes, yes. No, no wonder um, when they talk about, well, it takes so much manpower. You're right. It does. It does. There's no way around it. We've got Dr. Jack Caravelli with us today. He joins us on our broadcast. And, um... We're going to take a brief time out here, probably 60 seconds, and uh, when we come back, we're going to uh, keep chatting about some of the different issues of the day. Here is uh, our good friend Frank Vernuccio. We're back here What's in a, a moment. What's a minute report for America? Is Connecticut committing financial suicide? Worsening an already bad financial climate, the state has passed a $1.2 billion tax increase. In addition to income and sales tax hikes, levies on data processing will triple by 2016, affecting employment opportunities. A 20% surcharge on corporate taxes that was supposed to expire was renewed for an extra two years, and a new formula to tax corporate profits across state lines was adopted. Even before the hikes, Connecticut's economy was deeply troubled. The American Legislative Exchange Council ranked it as 45th in economic performance and 47th in economic outlook. The Washington Policy Institute said that when Connecticut first adopted its income tax, the state gave up a huge competitive advantage over neighboring states and people started moving out. I'm Frank Fernuccio. Read more at usagovpolicy.com. Back here on our big broadcast, Dr. Jack Caravelli joins us for a second segment here on our program. And, uh, Doctor, there is there is a lot going on in the news. One of the things that uh, has been going on is the situation overseas in the Middle East. You have a lot of 
uh, experience over in that area. Tell us about what, what, what your thoughts on Vladimir Putin and him taking it to ISIS and all those things. Break it down for me, my friend. Yes, happily. Uh, you know, James, I've written about this on a couple books on Amazon. Uh, but let, let, let me go into a little bit on Putin and the Russians. I, I think a couple of things are, are happening here. Number one, Vladimir Putin has nothing but contempt and loathing for, for our president. Uh, he, he feels that Obama uh, is weak. And what we've seen, among other things, uh, out of the Russians recently, you know, has been, as, as I think is implied in, in your question, the, the Russians in late September uh, introduced military forces, mostly aircraft, uh, into the Middle East. Now, when Putin did that, uh, number one, he was trying to take advantage of U.S. weakness in the area. Number two, Putin claimed that he was, um, uh, that he was really fighting ISIS and fighting terrorism. But, you know, what, what we know to be the real truth is that the Russians are using most of their military assets in the Middle East uh, to not attack ISIS, although they've done some, but to primarily go after the insurgents uh, in Syria, particularly, who are trying to oust or overthrow uh, Syrian President Assad. This is really complicated stuff. Um, now, uh, Assad is the President of the United States, is also trying to oust, and we've been supporting at least some of the insurgent groups. So, at least indirectly, the, the U.S. and Russia are cross-purposes in the Middle East, you know, no matter what Putin says. Um, you know, Putin is, is playing sort of the great power game, uh, you know, trying to enhance Russia's standing in the region. Uh, the geography is important to the Russians. Uh, they do not want whatever is the chaos in Syria uh, spilling over into their borders, which is only... Uh, about 500 miles away. Uh, so, you know, Russia has its own motives. Uh, unlike us, James, they've, they've got a plan. It may be a good or a bad one, but they've got a plan. They've got a strategy. Uh, they're implementing it, and Putin uh, is, is one of the most ruthless uh, but focused uh, political leaders in the world today. And, you know, he is uh, you know, Russia now is, is dominating the Middle East in, in ways that we haven't seen them attempt to do in decades. So there's, there's more to come on this. And it's, you know, again, it's, it's deeply unfortunate that the United States, as, you know, as Russia's been sort of expanding its influence, the United States has been uh, at odds for various reasons, you know, with our great ally, the Israelis, uh, with the Egyptians, uh, with the Saudis, uh, and, you know, we are now, you know, sort of reaping the bitter fruit of no strategy, no vision, uh, and again, the, the differences are starting to tell. We've got the fabulous, fabulous Dr. Jack Caravelli with us today, 21 minutes after the hour. Now, um, Doctor, give, give me your thoughts on this recent uh situation where it it seems like both sides of the coin whether it's right or left um the left just don't want bernie sanders in there and the right seems to be not a big fan of trump uh i think it's one of the reasons is is that they both they don't need the money they don't need the help they've got their own grassroots 
They don't need anybody to, to, for instance, with Trump. Trump doesn't need to sell out to any special interest. He's got plenty of money. Bernie Sanders has said on several occasions, I'm an old guy, so I'm just going to say whatever the hell I want. Um, what, what, what do you think of the fact that both sides just seem to be trying to pound these guys down on a daily basis? Well, um, James, there's probably reasons why each deserves it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I, d- I didn't say they were. I didn't say they were both choir boys, Doctor. <laughs> and, and, and they are certainly not. The some of the statements made by by Donald Trump are absolutely repugnant uh, to me, and I'm pretty conservative. Uh, I think Bernie Sanders is. Uh, you know, I, I think he's just. On, on the far left and, you know, under no circumstances would, uh, you know, would be elected president and almost certainly won't even get the Democratic Party nomination. But, you know, but beyond that, and to try to focus a little more closely on your question, James, I, you know, when, when you look at both of them, and let's, let's just for talking purposes say they're on the, the, the polar opposites of the political spectrum, you know, one of the things that I look for in whoever I would ever consider voting for a president is a president who at least makes some noises, whether he's a Democrat or Republican, about trying to bring the country together. We are so polarized these days, again, in part because of these kinds of candidates, uh, in part because of the media, in part, in part because of bloggers. You know, the, the, the important middle ground where leaders actually try to lead a country, not just part of a country, uh, again, whether it's right or left, uh, strikes me as, a, as an incredibly important quality or, or trait that is becoming increasingly rare. So my heartburn with both of, both of these gentlemen um, is that there's no pretense or understanding apparently that you know when you become president you don't become president of of the northeast or the southwest or just democrats or just republicans you know or or just the left or right you become president of the united states yes and that quality of leadership i think again and i'm not going to root for any candidate here but the quality of leadership that over time is incredibly important is the willingness or attempt to lead a nation. And if you look back at Barack Obama as an example, uh, you know, he made those noises when he first became a presidential candidate. But I think it's quite clear now with seven years of evidence of him in the office that he has been a total failure of that he has divided the country more than united but let let me tell you in my view sitting in washington and watching you know the world go crazy what we need is real leadership that you know can bring the entire country together move us forward take on problems domestic and international and, and look like we've got you know our head out of you know another part of our appendage 
We've got the fantastic Dr. Jack Caravelli with us today, 26 minutes after the hour. He joins us live here on the telephone. And um, as as we move forward here, what, what, what do you think is going to be the outcome of this situation with Hillary Clinton, these emails, all these things? Uh, that story seems to have died down, but I know that the cover of the Drudge Report earlier today said that uh, the FBI is not planning on telling anybody any type of findings, especially the president, because they don't need to know um what 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 do you make of this whole hillary clinton situation with these emails and this investigation yeah well it you know it it has been off the front pages just as you said james but it 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 shouldn't be forever it's a serious issue you know in, in my opinion having served in our government and having held a lot of uh very sensitive security clearances what i understand her to have done uh, is absolutely against the regulations of the government and almost certainly uh, it constitutes perhaps a number uh, of federal crimes in which she could be indicted. Um, I mean, th- this, this is serious stuff, and to me, much more serious uh, than, the, frankly, the loss of career uh, that General Petraeus suffered a few years back. Now, uh, you know, I, I think she has no good defense for this, uh, and I think the, the FBI, if, if it maintains its, you know, credibility, uh, it, it will continue to look hard at this. I hope they will bring in some finding, uh, certainly before the elections, uh, and let the, the, the pieces fall where they may. Under our system, they will have to make a recommendation. Uh, they can indict her directly. They'll have to make a recommendation to the Attorney General. Uh, Loretta Lynch, who is an appointee of Barack Obama, uh, you know, this woman, of course, you know, understands the law. She's been a prosecutor. Uh, it'll be interesting to see whenever they put the report on her desk, whether she looks at it through legal eyes or political eyes, uh, because if the Bureau, my guess is if the Bureau says, recommends that Clinton should be indicted, and if Loretta Lynch does not follow that, I think that decision and that FBI recommendation will be leaked to the public, and we will again see the issue on the front pages. We've got Dr. Jack Caravelli with us today. Doctor, before we let you go, um, what, what, what do you think is going to be some of the big news stories this next week? Uh, big news stories next week? Well, I think we'll continue to learn more about the backdrop to the uh, to the killings in San Bernardino uh, I, I think we'll uh, begin to see some of the uh, follow-ons in the same way uh, with the French the French just had local elections and it's really interesting that um, the French right-wing political party led by a woman Marine Le Pen uh, did very well uh, there's, there's going to be a second round of elections and the way France, uh, across its nation, votes for regional uh, officials may tell us a lot about not only how the French view the importance of fighting against terrorism, because Le Pen has made that her signature issue. Again, she's a very strong right-wing candidate. It also may point to the way America may or may not also, when we come get around to voting in November, um, you know, look at these same issues. But 
you know, at, at first glance, James, and we'll see this play out in the next week or two, in the next round of French voting, the French party that has been the most conservative and said we need to be strongest in fighting terrorism is doing well at the, at, at the polls. Again, it's France, it's not here, uh, but it's a very interesting change in French politics. Dr. Jack Caravelli's been our guest, and uh, Doctor, we will uh, talk to you next week. And thanks for being with us today, my friend. Thank you. We'll talk soon, Doctor. Dr. Jack Caravelli with us today. We're going to take a time out and come back with more. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.